Greetings and welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a trying to be funny, sometimes we're smart podcast covering all things new and classic Trek. Long live the Empire. I am your captain, Mariah Gossett. With me on the view screen, we have... Uh, Paul. Uh, uh, there's there's a episode in season two that was like, you know, where the the probe comes back as a, it, it basically went to the Matrix universe mm-hmm. and came back. And I was going to try to make a Matrix joke. But then I go, ah, you know, maybe I'm not that good. I'm not that good. I'm You're sorry. not the chosen one, Paul. I'm not the chosen one. Wrong franchise, everyone. <laughs> Come on there. Uh, Clyde, unfortunately, is in sick bay. We wish him well. Send him all your good thoughts. Um, and hopefully he will back be back with us. And I know what everyone's week. thinking. Everyone's thinking that we might have, you know, killed him. But we didn't. No. <laughs> He's just in sick bay. We promise he will he will be back, much like Colbert. <laughs> that's right. He, that's right. Like, He's been put into a pod to be reformed. Because uh, like, I wonder, I'm getting hate mail. People thinking I'm the Klingon. And I went. <laughs> oh man, you are so an Ash Tyler. Uh, oh, that's that that that's the most hurtful thing you've ever <laughs> said to me. It's the most hurtful thing, you know. Oh, I'm sorry, but not really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, as you all might know, we are continuing our rewatch of Star Trek Discovery. This time we are jumping in into uh, season two with episodes one through seven. I'll get into all of those honorifics of who wrote and directed these lovely episodes. But first, just a couple of um, reminders. Um, Paul, where can people like find this show and share it if they want all their other Star Trek friends to listen to us? Wow. OK, well, uh I assume that everyone's already listening to us, but if you haven't, uh, please subscribe to our podcast at Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. All links are at StarTrekPod.co. And if you love, like, or even detest our content, but want to support us, uh, please consider uh, joining our Patreon for just $2 an episode uh, at Patreon.com slash StarTrekPod. Indeed. And you can listen to Paul and I talk about some of our favorite Spock moments. Uh, That was the latest Patreon episode. We went into detail and you can tell us about how wrong or right you think we are. (laughs) Oh, scruffy ash. Oh, no. Is that going to be a thing? (laughs) Are you? Oh, this is this is the season of scruffy ash. I think you need the top knot, though, for that. Uh, uh, Let's see. I I could probably Uh, you might you might be able to do it. You might be able to. Oh, There it is. If y'all aren't watching us on YouTube, you got to come check it out so you can see Paul's (laughs) incredible hairstyles. (laughs) Um, Join us over there. Uh, If you are watching us live this evening on YouTube, we love when you hang out with us live, especially for these rewatches. We love digging back into these nitty gritty details. Uh, You can type capital P, capital O, capital pod in the chat. Uh, if you want us to pay attention to what you're talking about uh, instead of y'all having your lovely conversations on the side. Uh, Paul, before we jump into discussing season two, uh, I wanted to uh, chat with you about the Section 31 movie news that we got this week. They Ooh. officially started filming um, the potential... Very vague logline that they gave us is Giorgio is tasked with protecting the United Federation of Planets, but she also must face the sins of her past. Any predictions? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know if Giorgio has committed any sins. Mm. I mean, Not like eating it, kelpians, well, murdering a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, like, like I'm just saying, like within the context of her, like you know, of her, what you call it, uh. 
of her value system. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. She probably does not see them that well. Oh, I don't I, know. I, I, I would say when she goes through that portal this last season, she seemed to have had some some inner dialogue going on. But that is she is is, is going to Federation space, you know, mirror universe, like, you know, corrupting her values. Mm. I don't know. Like, I, I, I think I think, you know, That's there's a question. Like, there's an aspect where I go like, oh, you know, if the person you are on the inside is the person you are on the outside, isn't that something to be admired? Like, you know, just just have that, like, you know, that what you call it, that uh, that alignment. And I feel like Giorgio, Empress or or Captain, barely mm-hmm. in alignment with, with the person that they are on the inside and the person they are on the outside. So who's to say that, like, you know, that you know, she has some sins. Maybe, you know, mercy is a sin. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, it might sound like I'm a sociopath. <laughs> I would never say that, Paul. <laughs> I apparently am going to be Ash Tyler this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll dig in. We'll dig into Ash Tyler because, woo, buddy, the first couple episodes of this season, I kind of forgot. But uh, other notable things from the announcement from Paramount Plus is a couple of uh, actors that have been added to the cast. Notably, I did not see Shazad Latif in this listing, but I still have hope. Um, we do have Omari Hardwick, uh, Casey Roll, uh, Sam Richardson, who just won an Emmy. I love Sam Richardson. Uh, I'm really excited. I hope he gets to be funny because I think Sam is a great time when he gets to be funny. Uh, Sven uh, Roigok, uh, Robert Kanzi, Humberly Gonzalez, and James uh, Hiroki Lau, uh, who's from Barry, who's really fun in Barry. So some really uh, big heavy hitters. We got people from Ted Lasso, One Piece, Hannibal, Pacific Rim, and uh, and Barry. So quite a nice array of people. Yeah, no, no. And uh, I mean, Shoyo will kick all their asses. That's right. <laughs> all in, of in the them. face. They're, they're, like, you know. No, like uh, it, I'm, I'm very excited about the news. Like you know, I, I would have preferred the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would prefer the series. I don't know, like you know, but like it, it, in that way that I prefer Star Trek when it's in its grays, but mm-hmm. its grays can only exist, uh, you know, when it's like so, so straight laced. So I, I get it. Maybe not everyone wants to deal with that, but I get. It. Uh, yeah, it'll be. Get. It'll be interesting. I I know originally, like the series, I think some of the head writers originally attached to it was Bo uh, Young Kim and Erica Lapult, who are typically some of my favorite writers from Discovery, and they've worked a lot on the comic book series as well as Kristen Bear. And so, um, you know, we'll we'll see what comes out of this new iteration. I, I don't believe that they wrote the screenplay for the script. No, believe, they did not. Yeah, I I I'm I'm like I know someone who knows that person. So I'm yeah, it's written what... by Craig Sweeney and it's being directed by Olatunde on Sunsame. Okay. Well then there you go. Um, and obviously executive produced by the Kurtzman, also Craig Sweeney, Aaron Bayers, Olatunde, uh, Frank Syracuse, John Weber, Eugene Roddenberry, Trevor Roth, and Michelle Yeoh are all attached. Ooh, go Michelle. Uh, so I, I'm excited to see what happens there. Uh, the era for the movie been announced. I'm assuming it's immediately after she leaves the mirror universe again. No, I mean, I, I would assume this is good. She goes through the portal, right? So you don't know where, like, they're going. It's the portal's going to take her. I assume. I assume that was going to be like, like 1990s 
earth but like i don't think that's i don't know if that's happening I don't, I don't know yeah i don't i don't know we'll see maybe, maybe we jump into the bell riots we love a bell riot situation you love a bell riot situation <laughs> they're uh, coming <laughs> i know but like I, I would i would hate for it to just take place on earth without a lot of space battles yeah i mean the the one picture they leaked i mean granted it's mostly just a michelle yo's face with like a clapper in front of it um it it looks to be on a spaceship okay. so we we cool. have something <laughs> but that okay. is all and the sins of her past i imagine maybe that would be in the terran universe maybe i don't know maybe. i don't know so, who knows, who knows? I, I imagine they might be reusing a couple of sets we've probably seen sure, sure. i guess um but okay, let's go ahead and jump into these first couple of episodes here. Uh, we are diving into, uh, I know it's going to be a big discussion, but I actually think this is a nice way to break it up because we essentially start with the search for Spock and we end with the Spock reveal for this first half of the season, um, which is crazy that it took us until episode seven to get to Spock. <laughs> sure, sure, no. And I remember that feeling. So it, it just seems like after seeing this first seven, I go like, Spock has a history of getting lost and people to search for him. We love a search for Spock. And speaking of which, I think it is time for some cold freight. Time cold, cold freight. Cold freight. I'm not a murderer. <laughs> I'm not a murderer. What did you uh, think of these first uh, seven episodes? Any particular highlights or lowlights for you? Lowlights. Uh, I think. I think I might like the, I mean, I really like a lot of things happening here. Uh, I like the introduction of, uh, uh, with, of Tig, mm -hmm. you know, I like, uh, I, I, I feel Saru is rounded out a little more in mm -hmm. a way that, uh, I feel like, and I, and I like Pike, you know, I think what, I have a problem with the season as a whole, and we'll talk about this, is that they stuff a lot in again mm -hmm. you know and so like when you stuff so much in do you go do you are you giving the service to the things that you want because we're in seven and there's only seven more and and we're going to see spock you know in some of that yeah uh, and we've barely introduced control this is like yeah. the beginnings of the introduction of control which which to me is the more interesting element mm -hmm. of the season two and i understand like so like i feel like the slow burn is a really slow burn Mm -hmm. You know, and when you think of like the first season, I go like, what am I more interested in? The Terran universe or the Klingon war? And the answer is I'm interested in both. But by, by having both, you kind of split my attention. Mm -hmm. With this one here, I'm so focused on Spock or the angel. Like, you know, once again, it's it's mm -hmm. not exactly clear. But, you know, but what the moment the second season comes in, when you, we deal with control, that seems to be the more interesting thing to me. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. They they jam pack so much in that it's like I think the it's like the first episode. Like my big takeaways that I wrote in my notes was like Pike is great, Reno is fucking great, and Kurtzman said I'm gonna make this look like a movie <laughs> for this first episode. Um, and then it just kind of like uh, the weaving of like it felt like they were trying to resolve stuff from, I think my big note of this first seven is it feels like the audition for the spinoffs. And like, there's lots of stuff that I liked from these first seven episodes mm -hmm. and, and I'll get into that. 
but overall it felt like they were like oh i don't know if we uh got the fan response we thought we were going to get from this show so we already have the second order so we're going to toss a bunch of stuff in and see what people like and see what spinoffs result from that because it's like all of the section 31 world building is like bananas we're going to bring in rebecca romaine and or then cameo or a cameo and and not dangle that as like a carrot of what could be <laughs> if we're going to introduce these legacy characters. Um, and then like, yeah, it's just, it's funny because I was sitting here and, and I guess we'll just like dig in. But uh, I was watching these episodes with Jordan, uh, my spouse. And at one point he was like, wait, aren't we looking for... Something. Is this the one where we look for Spock? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, is this the one where they also have to jump into the future? And I was like, I think so. And then isn't this the one where they also, and it was just like one of those like sure. hat on a hat on a hat where you're just like, oh my gosh, so much occurs. It's almost refreshing. I think by the time we get to like seasons three and four that you're like, oh, at least we're just like tackling one problem <laughs> per season. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, like, I guess this is what episodics used to be, right? Where you, you right. have a new adventure each week, but like you, it's not really tied into the whole. I think that's what it does feel like. It's like they're putting in an adventure of the week with these like really big, complicated, long season story arcs. And 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 they're significant. They're, they're emotionally and like world. It's not like oh, will will Chandler finally ask Monica out? You know, mm -hmm. it's it's like oh, and if we don't do this, everyone dies kind of thing like oh and and that's what they make it with the red angel right like you know yeah. for all the they go like eh, you know this has a lot of power it can kill everyone can it you know you know diddly about it you know yeah. you know you know jack tribble about it <laughs> yeah it's interesting so like starting with with brother where we kind of kick off the season um it is directed by Kurtzman. It's written by Ted Sullivan, uh, Gretchen Jayberg, and Aaron Harberts. And it's interesting to watch. I, I'm always so interested in the like behind the scenes cahoots of things because it's like uh, episodes. I feel like one through four are very like the original guard, and then we get into from five on. It's like people whose names we now see all the time in the show is like Kristen Bear, Bo Young Kim, Eric Lapel, mm -hmm. Ted Sullivan. Um, you know, like these are the people we see continuing the show. And I know this is the one where there was a lot of, um, I mean, the first two seasons had a lot of showrunner changeover. Um, and I feel like you can see a lot of that. I mean, like so. the discovery was a very hard thing, right? Cause like the vision of it was not entirely fleshed out. Like when you, when you see strange new world, from the get-go, from from the moment Pike on a horse in the snow, right. you knew what the show was going to be. Yeah, like you know, like it, it, there's a certain confidence there, and not to say that people weren't confident, but like you were literally discovering what it was going to be. Yeah, and there's and there's so many moments that I really like. Like I love I love the introduction of Jet Reno. I love uh, Pike in the series. I think a lot of it, and like I love the. Uh, the growth of Saru this season I feel like I got and I love Tilly this season there's so much good Tilly mm -hmm. in this season that I can see like where these characters are really starting to like take shape and form and become like our core um, like cast I still at sometimes feel like 
I mean, Sonequa Martin-Green is acting her butt off in whatever she is given, but it feels like a lot of time, a lot of this season was she is just the plot. Her movements are just to move the plot and not necessarily for us to learn anything about her character in some ways to me in this first half. No, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's it's a lot. It, it, I don't even think it's bad. I'm I'm enjoying what I'm watching. Yeah, it's, I'm having a good time and I'm it, still entertained. It was just like it, it's just I, I don't feel like it. it feels disjointed. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um. Yeah, I really enjoy. So like the new Eden episode, I thought was really fun and felt like a bit of a return to um, like what I was looking for. What's funny is it's the one that I wrote the least amount of notes for. And I think it's because I was just enjoying watching the episode um, and and how they were starting to pull all of these pieces together. I'm glad we got to see like, oh, oh, go and do like a field mission. We're finally getting a better, I think, lay of our uh bridge crew in this episode and then we also start having tilly with her uh uh, i think some great one-liners and like uh with may yeah Mm -hmm. um the power of math people when they bring the asteroid in like all of these things are super fun moments for her um the other part of this season though that made me very excited and I'm sad we didn't get to stay with it is when we're at like Klingon high council and getting into the drama of the Klingon world. You and the Klingons. Like, I feel like that's another thing where like it was wedged in like, you know, the fight sequences were fun. I was like, so into this like internal power struggle. And like, now we have like, call me mother, you know, like it was great. (laughs) So like right now I'm working on a recipe for a Basque cheesecake uh-huh. and I'm adding like, you know, like I'm, I'm playing with stuff. I'm adding some like different cheeses. I'm adding some citrus. I'm adding mm-hmm. this. And, you know, at some point I need to stop adding. Right. If I, I go like, mm-hmm. you know, what be, you know, what I really like, I also like a filet mignon. Let's put some filet mignon in this cheesecake. You know, like the friends trifle. <laughs> it, it, it's not going to, it's not going to be right. And I feel mm-hmm. like in this episode, like, you know, the only reason why you saw that Klingon stuff was because they needed to bring Ash back for you know that that, which, that was yeah. I mean, I appreciate seeing it and it not happening off screen, which I think is mm-hmm. is something I like was a big fatal flaw for me in like the final season of Ted Lasso, where so much major character development happened off screen. So like, was it shoved in there? Yes. Did I enjoy all of that? Absolutely. Sure, but, but this but this comes down to the thing, right? Where like you have in order to make something work, you can't put in everything. Yeah. Just by definition. I, I do wonder, it's like it almost feels like they approached thinking of everything they wanted to do this season, like they were getting a traditional 22 to 24 episode series order for Star Trek. Um, because it I wonder if there is that pressure to be like here's everything that used to happen in a star trek series mm-hmm. how do we hit all of those same things sure sure no rather no, than being like we only have 14 episodes what are we going to do in 14 episodes no i mean i i i'm like surprised on how much they get done like the fact yeah. that they that went to Kel, uh Kelminar, they mm-hmm. you know they they had a like a, a real normal episode with new eden mm-hmm. they added you know like a lot of stuff really happens, you know, and I, so 
uh, that went into the what you call it the 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 mycelial network to to get colbert yeah like, it's, it's so, so much. much and we're only so seven, seven seven episodes in um that yeah that was a whole other i in in my my notes it's like sometimes i'll be like i can't believe this is all the same episode where i'm like oh my gosh we got rebecca remain yes more reno the tower of babel moment was super fun reno and stamets is a really like when they're arguing about duct tape mm -hmm. and then you in all of this you also have saru going through his uh vahare and like almost dying and yeah, then no. and, and you have this this like you know this this hundred thousand year old like Sphere. planet like mini planet person you know it, it's it's a lot yeah and then we also get the big reveal of leland is the reason burnham's parents are dead it's a lot it's, it's a, a lot it's like, it, the, the way i used to you would say it's like most stories most tv episodes have like an a plot and maybe a b plot and then and a, or a c plot or if maybe just faintly a d plot this is like a plot and another a plot and another a plot it, it, every you know almost every storyline could be a, its own storyline truly um i have a couple of questions for you can you explain to me in a succinct way how hugh exists again uh sure <laughs> Uh, you're not gonna do it. <laughs> well, that's, uh, you want as you asked. I answered your question like you're like as succinctly as possible. Can I explain? Sure, sure, uh, sure. Uh, the way that uh, I feel, feel like that they've described it is here's Stamets, and he's like this. Uh, yeah, magic mushrooms exactly. Kim like you know, it, yeah, magic mushrooms. Uh, like he he's connected to the mycelial network, and he's energy you know as it's dying like you know uh is transferred through him to the what you call it to the network yeah and then from there like you know may's folks decide oh here's some energy let's just let's just recycle that shit and mm -hmm. and there you go but that that, that it, it's sketch as hell yeah i'm sure there's like so i follow the real paul stamets on tiktok i highly recommend it he's the mushroom a man the mushroom man. Um, and he, the way he talks about mushrooms, fascinating. And I'm sure there are ways that it could be explained how mushrooms like recycle energy and, and all these things. And I hundred percent believe in my, um, science, uh, people who work at Star Trek to be like, this is close enough, um, to what could potentially happen <laughs> with the laws of physics and the idea of mushrooms. But it's like, it subspace is mushrooms, subspace mushrooms, but like, it is also such a classic Trek move though, to be like, oh yeah, this person's just like alive again. Don't worry about it. Well, let me ask you like who, like Shax is still around. Yeah. You know? But like in, in the prime continuity, like who comes back aside from Spock? Uh, Picard. Picard comes back how? Usually Q nonsense. Like like did Picard ever die? He never died. Not when he's like they're going through time and he gets stabbed in the chest. Well, well he like he got he got what you call it? He got shot in the chest by a compressed something 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 and like his heart wasn't working and then he had a fever dream that might have been Q. But then Picard's also come back as a golem technically. But that's, you know, the, you go like, oh, here's your brain pattern. I transfer it to a robot. Yeah. 
Like people don't actually come back as much as like they get reconverted into a different reformation of their being. Yeah, like, like you know, like for for this for a search of Spock, that that that's where that's where the window opened. Yeah, and and you're like going like, okay, we'll do this mumbo jumbo bullshit, <laughs> you know, and the Genesis and, machine, and, and and you go like, okay, we'll, we'll okay, we'll, we'll give you a pass because we don't because obviously it was a mistake that you killed Spock. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. To to Chippy's point, it's definitely quote unquote magic with a DNA cover thrown in. But really, how did Spock actually come back with the Genesis device? Well, the the yeah. actual explanation is like uh, the Genesis wave was not over when they sent the uh, the photon torpedo, and somehow it revigorated his dead cells. According to that dumbass, you know, like you know, mm-hmm. exposition. I agree, you know, like, and so whenever someone comes back from the dead, it is a little goofy. Like, you know, I, yeah. I think this whole first seven is like course correction. Like, you know, we've made some bold swings in season one and we need to fix them now because like everyone's mad at us that we killed like, you know, uh, the he he couple. <laughs> right. Um, and, and, and and like, you know, like, oh, we need we actually need an engineer. We don't have <laughs> we don't mm-hmm. have an engineer on ship. So like, you know, it, I, I don't know. It, it it seems like you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I will say though, there's some like hats off to Wilson Cruz, who's giving like an incredible performance he's of amazing. like so many versions of this person. Yeah, he's amazing. You know, and and he's. I mean, like to their credit, like you know, it it's, isn't it isn't like really shot in a way that I got the first time. But like when you see it, you go like, oh. Here's Paul Stamets thinking everything's okay. Yeah. And here's this person who's like come back from the dead. Is there some trauma there? A little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know him uh, sitting on that bed and being like, where's my scar? And he's just like disassociating while Paul tells like this I know. lovely story. <laughs> like, uh, I'm going like, oh, dude, I would divorce you. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Um I did want to point out, um, I know we're jumping around a lot, but it's like, it's a lot to take in, but the end of the episode between Saru and Burnham, where Saru truly thinks he is about to die and has asked his friend to like end his suffering, I thought was one of the best acted and like written two-handers we've had this season so far. I mean, like, sure. Like, but, but like, you know, like. That that's the only really dramatic moment, right? Yeah, that, but I mean, you felt it. It's like everyone stands up on the bridge. I felt like they really did a good job of like building up the the emotional tension there. Like my response is, you felt it. I did feel it. <laughs> People felt it. Like you know, not 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 Terran Empire uh, Paul to touch it. You know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so we know he's not going to die. The prosthetics just cost too much. <laughs> It just cost too much. Uh, well, you know? then they went ahead and did an entire episode that was on the Kelpian planet. So we're yeah. going to reuse all of those. Um, I also really enjoyed um, the Sound of Thunder, the episode that takes place on um, the Kelpian planet a lot. I think that to me was one of my, f- that might be my favorite of the first seven. Interesting. Okay. Uh, like, I, I don't, I think it's good. Uh, I feel like, for me, like, I don't know what it is to, like, have my fear removed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, what kind of... I think of that's dick. just how you live, Paul. That's right. Uh, I, I don't know what kind of dick I would be, but I go, man, Saru's a real 
dick right now. Yeah, it kind of it, it reminds me a bit of like if you were to go through like puberty very sure. quickly, but yeah, yeah. It, to me it was one of the more uh I just thought it was a, re a really well done episode because mm -hmm. you are following like Saru's emotional arc the entire time. Sure. The reunion with his sister was very sweet. I thought the production design on the planet mm -hmm. was really cool and I am obsessed with the bowel. I love the bowel. I go the other way. You know, I go the other way. I go like, I don't know if I really believe, like, you know, here is a super intelligent race that hangs out in Argus. I, I, I find, I love is, when... That's the name, right? That, that, that's the name, right? Argus? The, the big thing that killed... Uh, Tasha Yar, right? Tasha Yar, yeah. Um. I don't think it's Argus, but <laughs> look at him. I'm like on the bowel train. But um, to me, it's it's more fun for me to think about the potentials of what other life can be like out in space than just things that also sure. look like humans. So when they take big swings, like uh, in the season with the big, uh, you know, orb that's destroying everything. And it's mm -hmm. those like crazy jellyfish looking creatures, the bowel armis. Thank you. Um, you were close, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the bowel were really cool. I mean, I just, I love horror no, stuff. No, yeah, that's right. That, that, that's the bowel were cool <laughs> yeah. because I love things that look like they come from American horror story. <laughs> yeah. I like things that look like my, uh, sleep, <laughs> my sleep demons at night. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> my like, sleep like, paralysis like, demon. <laughs> like like the, Mariah closes her eyes and she sees like Hellraiser and all this stuff because, it, and and she goes like oh you know how you doing and he goes yep just just it's same just old normal fine. stuff don't the, worry about it my, i'm just, at my happy place it's just me and my, me and the babadook <laughs> right. hanging place. out um and then yeah we kind of get our first big glimpse of the red angel in this episode which i appreciated that we finally are starting to solidify like oh this is someone with like technology that is traveling mm -hmm. through time um, cause this, it is definitely a lot of ambiguity about our big puzzle box for the first seven. Sure. Sure. No, for I, the season. I, I think my favorite, well, so we got, we got the Janet Reno, not Janet, I'm sorry. Jet, <laughs> Jet Reno. Jet Reno. Uh, we got, uh, New Eden. New Eden. We have point of light, which is, um, uh, Amanda comes in which is just, i i love anytime we have amanda grayson mm -hmm. that oh that was the other thing i wanted to talk about is in lights and shadows we get uh -huh. that epic like standoff Fight. between it's amanda and, and sarah yeah where she is just like too bad husband try again <laughs> like <laughs> yeah no, no i mean it's, it's good like you know like and you know it just goes how much to show that vulcans are racist <laughs> You know, like um, every, everyone's favorite racist, you know, alien species. I, I thought Lights and Shadows, which is that seventh episode, was fairly balanced with like kind of our A plot, B, B plot. I was, sure. a, I like when we get to visit Vulcan. Um, I, I feel like I could really see a lot of the budget being used in this first mm -hmm. seven episodes. And I know it's going to kind of get even crazier. Um, but you know, we get to see Burnham really interacting with her family. We get lots of flashback moments. And then like our other plot is Pike and Tyler having their like dick measurement in that uh, tiny shuttlecraft. Got to have your top knot ready. Um, 
And then we get our matrix device that comes in from the future trying to steal all the data. Like, why do people like Tyler so much? He's beautiful. Like that. He's also act. So, so I will say Shazad Latif, who is the actor, he is very funny. I don't know if you've ever watched Toast of London, but he's Mm -hmm. a delight in that show. (laughs) But like Ash Tyler, I go like, ah, you're kind of like, I feel like, like milk toasty to me, you know? He, I think he's trying, I mean, he is just trying to figure out where the heck he belongs in the world. Cause not, at, there's very few people who were a Klingon forced into a human body who somehow has the memories of both, um, has been deprogrammed to not act on those memories, but can still access them in some way. I do remember in here, like for episode three, I was like, there's things I enjoyed like this. Oh, the split set when they're having Tyler and um, Michael have that conversation between the two of them. It reminded me very much of like that Ray and uh, what's his face from Star Wars when they're like having that internal heady battle with each other. Uh, yeah. yeah, Like, you know Ray, what I mean? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, that guy. I'm not in charge of that show or being uh, having to know any of that information. So it's in there somewhere. Um, I. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting choices with Ash Tyler. I mean, like I, I, I'm, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I don't understand. That's not saying that I'm right. I feel like, huh? I think there's obviously someone made the right casting call and the right writing for 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 him because like people enjoy him. Mm-hmm. I well, I, I mean, I think he's always been pretty controversial. It's interesting to me. I think the longer he has stayed around, I feel like the take on him has gotten less uh, negative in my mind. Because I remember from season two, like there was a lot of like, oh, Ash Tyler. And it had to, there's a lot of defending of Ash Tyler having to happen. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like, it, like I said, aside from the, the the Klingon jam, he's fairly milk toast to me. To me, like, and, but but milk toast is not bad. Like, you know, like for all of it, Pike is milk toast. You know, he's pretty Boy Scout. You know, I, I prefer Lorca, but I'm you know part. So sociopath. you just want everyone to be evil? I, it's not evil. I, I I want everyone to to not follow the script as it is mm. you know like well like, i feel he's in section 31 now he he's not totally following the script but, but like but he's the script like oh like you know i'm so damaged i'm gonna i'm gonna just like you know look with my sad eyes and damage and come feel come heal me please i need to be healed by someone i need someone to uh, i need someone to you know like to is put it that he's gentle- so much like yourself paul is that well you know, it, it is that it like, you know, sometimes we don't like looking in the mirror. It's, you know, it happens a lot. What are other like, what do you mean? Cheapy's asking repeatedly. What, uh-huh. what, what do you find milk toast? Uh, so about him, like, so, so what is, what is his, you know, what is his space in, in the world? He's this damaged soldier mm-hmm. who basically needs Burnham to fix him. Right. Just give me your well, love. I think at this point he is trying to fix himself. Uh-huh, exactly. But he's just this damaged guy who just like, you know, just keeps on going like, oh, hey, here I am with all my damage, <laughs> which is fine, except it's just not interesting to me. Like, the, look, 
Well, I think that's that's what I mean about like it feels like they built up and created this very complicated character and then didn't know where else to take it. You know what it is? It comes down to this. I don't think he has a sense of humor. The character. Yeah, yeah, the char- the character Ash. I don't, I, you know, like like I don't yeah. think I I think what it is is like, oh, he takes himself so seriously. Mm. Whereas everyone else has a little wink to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe Saru doesn't, but like you know, Saru with the way his hands kind of walk anyway. He, he He's looks, got some whimsy. Yeah, like but but Ash just takes himself very very seriously, mm-hmm. and like you can do that. Like Lorca took himself very very seriously, but had the villain mustache twirlies to kind of give him some and for texture. whatever for whatever reason like you know ash like you know he takes himself seriously and to me he's whiny Lorca wasn't whiny hmm. to, to me this, this, is just, this is just my take like you know like i, I i've as and this is not even judging the actor this is just going like huh the character that they presented to me is someone that i've never truly understood like i have no idea mm-hmm. why you know section 31 hired him they, they go like oh well you you, you know you have the Klingon bit and you're walking in the gray. I go like, that seems like a really weird person to give, you know, basically a license to kill to. Uh, it, it just seems weird to me. Like, you know, like, like when, when you see had Sloan in section 31, you go like, Oh, here's this person who is really, who really believes in Federation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like so much so that he would betray the ideals of the Federation in order to safeguard the Federation. That's how much he believes he he's willing to be a monster in order to protect the thing he loves, you know. Section thirty one in 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 Discovery is basically, hey, here's my badge. <laughs> yeah, the bad the badge <laughs> toss was a very strange blocking choice. Um, <laughs> this is what gives me power. Um, but I did enjoy. I I, I think the Pike versus uh, Tyler to me pairing can help. I think could help both of their characterizations Mm -hmm. and like, I think helps them figure out who they are. I I will say from the very beginning though, there are those characters that feel like they really spent the time to be like, this is who this is. And it it could be that, um, you know, in the case of like uh, Jet Reno, it's like, I have such a clear vision of who this character is from jump. Yeah. 100%. And, and it's and it takes very little screen time for me to understand this character 100 percent. and and each like iteration of more details all informs the person that i've also kind of created in my mind like the the fan cam version of reno is very clear mm-hmm. to me sure um same thing with pike i think from the very first time very- pike is on the bridge you're like i understand this person so clearly i know this character i can follow it through um, and these aren't, you know, my point using those two is like, yes, well, we have some backstory on Pike. None of us really know who this character is supposed to be Sure. from our, our viewing. And same thing with Reno. This is a brand new character. I think we get those same things with, um, I think this season does a lot for me for Tilly. I think we've had a really great mm-hmm. arc between one and two, like to fully realize who she is as a person. Um, and then Saru, I think, gets that this season as well with his full backstory. And and it's it's wild to me that like I can and like Giorgio, both Captain and it's wild, even both Captain and Emperor 
Um, and I feel like there at times is such a distinct lack of direction and like signposting for Burnham, for Ash, mm-hmm. for um, at times Stamets. Stamets. Um, yeah. And it's like, I can, it, it, it's interesting to me. It feels like they, I don't know. It's so, uh, so here's how yeah. I would describe what you're saying. Like the ones that you feel are clear uh, are very archetypical. Like he, correct. Yeah. Here's the, here's the nerd. Here's the blah blah blah. Here's, here's the, the grumpy engineer. Here's and, the yeah. And I think with Burnham and Tyler and who else did you mention? Stamets. Stamets. Like they are probably more trying to be psychologically realistic to the situation Mm -hmm. and it's it's where they're written so in some ways they would be more rich but like you'd have to invest so much time in them and so we've only been them with them for about at this point 20 episodes yeah you know it it, you go oh well i i think that to me is like when we talk about these things feeling jam-packed it's like at times i wish we did less story-wise to get more character time maybe like you know like i i think it's a hard thing to do i think to work with generate a universe in 14 14 episodes i think that's really hard and then do the service to the characters Uh, like it might sound like I'm crapping on Discovery a little bit. I, I go, it's an impossible task. It's it's very difficult, especially yeah. because you are building a world that is not the same world. Because like yeah. when I think of shows that I think do it well, they're not in. Uh, it's not a lot in sci-fi. It's very hard because you're having to build a lot of mm-hmm. these external pieces as well. Um, but but I would say yeah. like for for uh, for Burnham, like they kind of just let go of all that like. Vulcan stoicism with her you know like and, and, and you know and I can I can still see it and I think you know this is my like hat tip to Sinequa Martin Green I think she's she's doing the most with what she has been given in in some instances especially in these first uh, like one and a half seasons I think to me where Burnham really came into her own is when we jump into the future and now I have a very clear picture mm-hmm. of who sure. Burnham is as a character and I think it was once you like unburdened a bit of i think the expectations of what this show was quote unquote supposed to be for a lot of people yeah no i i i i I agree you know i think i think a lot of people like i think when you start setting up uh you know a a character if you start them off well like a good first impression then uh then it's easier to get on with them. Mm-hmm. But like if, if you start them off in a way that like gives a bad impression, like I think a lot of people take a long time to uh, forgive them, you know, and, and, and we, we go to Picard and we, uh, we were talking about what's his face, you know, last season, uh, who was the captain in Picard? The guy who dies at the end. Oh, uh, Shaw. Shaw. Shaw's great. I think Shaw's amazing. I think he a great character, but he started off on the wrong foot, and Clyde could not get over it for the longest right. time. Right? Yeah, it was like he's sus. Right? And they go, "You can't talk to Picard like that." No, he's supposed to talk to Picard like that because it's his ship, and Picard is like, you know, is trying to hijack the ship. Like, you know, that's 
like uh like he's doing the exact right thing mm-hmm. so like it could literally be that like you know i have a hard time with ash because like he's introduced to me in a way that i'm like yeah you know like mm-hmm. uh it's it's not really like maybe i I feel like I didn't understand his purpose for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, like, like. I mean, I think his purpose, like, within the show, was to show that Burnham could grow emotionally, and, right? And, Which and is, I, and I guess I'm not a biggest fan of that, right? You know, like to use Tyler for that. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what maybe that's another thing. Like, maybe I think Tyler is used in a very, like, coarse way of trying to like to show that. That you know that that Burnham can expand her emotionality mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. You know the only episode that I think I enjoyed Ashen was the time loop episode. Mm-hmm. And, right. You know, and, and you know, and because it's two people hanging out trying to get to know each other in a time loop, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think I think to your point, like that is an episode I think so many people like because it's like while there is this overarching overarching like problem that this crew has to solve i think it's one where we actually got to know a lot of our core characters Mm -hmm. in a in a way outside of a lot of these episodes have been doing and i think it's what i wish i saw more of from from this uh this season in particular especially this first half just because it does feel so uh packed and um you know, the point I was saying earlier, it's like, oh, we're going to introduce all these legacy characters and mm-hmm. see if people are interested in that. And, oh, we're going to really flush out Section 31 is this, like, interesting gray area. And we're going to stick interesting characters. And, like, you know, Leland is like a is like a fun twirly mustache villain, like yeah, right off no, the bat, you no. know. And, like, you know, their outfits are, are so villainy. Like, even the doctor wears that clear, like, PVC, right. <laughs> like, jacket when they're going to, like, rip Spock's mind apart to, like, read his memories or whatever. And then, you know, you have uh, George O, who even, you know, man, I will say, the George O Burnham, like, hand-to-hand fight. combat fight, so good. Like, I... Great. I, I I want it all the time. And it was like a fun character development moment where you're like, oh, Georgia is changing a little bit. She still has this connection to Michael, even if it isn't her Michael. Um, I mean, yeah. Like Burnham is, is to like Georgia is like Walter White and like Burnham is like Jesse, like, you know, like, yeah. like, it's so like Burnham is her weakness, right? Because right. Because she loves Burnham, mm-hmm. and, that, and and that's and you know and that's the sin, that's the Terran sin. That like, is you know, the Terran sin. Uh, and and fortunately, I love myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So here at the end of episode seven, we finally get a Spock reveal. We have Beardy out of his uh, mind. Mm-hmm. Spock, who we bring it back once again to that Alice in Wonder. I was like, who was so obsessed with the Alice in Wonderland thing? Who like could not get over that in the writer's room? Have <laughs> you read Alice question. in Wonderland? I mean, uh, yes, is like a in like middle school or something. I don't know. It's fine. It's, it's a good. I mean, it's fun. Do you remember there was this? 
why I, I will post a link on my social media. There was this wild version of Alice in Wonderland that had like this really crazy like dragon demon puppet that like chased her through the woods. No, I don't. It was like that. a live action Alice in Wonderland. It's no. bananas. I, I will find it and send you the link to the great, preview. Great, great, great. Uh, it, it's one of those things when I re resaw it as an adult and I said, oh, this makes sense why I am the way I am. <laughs> if this is what I was watching as a child. Um, it's really dark. Um, anyway, uh, we also use the mycelial network in a super fun way where we get Stamets uh, jumping through time to save the day. That was very fun to watch. I always love when we get Stamets and uh, and Tilly being like, science, science will save us because that's what I want to see. Science saving you? See. Yes. It's nice. Um, and then we end on a big old cliffhanger here uh, where Burnham is heading to Talos 5. Where four. we know four Talos four. Sorry, I put the Roman numeral and I can't read uh, this late at night for me. Um, <laughs> so, yes, Talos four. Yeah, what do I you? Mean, I mean, uh, like, it, it's one of those things where you're jamming in a bunch of stuff again. Mm -hmm. Like, like I suppose, I suppose in some ways, I wonder, like, I, I'm privy to people like you know in the writing process and especially when they choose to write things that are like based on ip mm -hmm. and like like it's a real hard thing to see people shoehorn stuff in versus like this is organic mm. you know like like for because the talus four for those of you who don't know is the planet where pike ends up it's the mm -hmm. it's the planet where like I mean it's the original pilot planet. And and as such, like you know, you're like going, Did you really need to shoehorn that in? Or did you just want to say, Ooh, here's that throwback? You know, like did did an exec give a note like, Hey, we wanna see more Star Trek. So you just get like, Oh, here are all the Star Trek stuff, let's throw it on the table and put it on on phone. Which I get. I get. And 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 truth be told. If I didn't know, it might even be better for me. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. I do. I do wonder if they were like, oh, now they're just like going to this place. Um, but yeah, we still have time crystals coming up. We still yeah, have uh, the reveal of Pike's fate. We still have uh, all of the uh, all of control. We've got Arium, who's just like I will say because I was looking for it. You yeah, can you, see you, you, them you, trying to introduce Arium now. Yeah, yeah, it's like more right. of a character, yeah. and I was like, oh, I see it, I see it now. But it did feel a little out of left field. I remember from the first watch. Like, I like, I've always it's always been hard for me to go like, oh, here are these Klingons, and they're the pr protector of time crystals. Mm -hmm. it, it never just seemed right, you know, like it, to me, it just seemed like. I mean, they're like monastic, though. Yeah, I I don't know. I I, I just it, it's one of those things. Like maybe I'm I'm not the Klingon lover that you are, the Klingon file. Yeah. But I I I get it. I think it's really cool. I think I'll send you some comic books. I think you should read, it, and then you'll be like, I'm down with these like cool, weird religious monk Klingons that okay. just like kind of meditate and uh, use their anger and their vengeance in different ways. Yeah, like it, it's almost like you're saying, like, you know, 
Klingons are genetically angry, which, you know, seems like so rough. No, I don't think they're genetically angry. So, so, you know, but like, you know, I think they have a fire within them and they have to learn how to hone that fire in a particular way. (laughs) Fair. Okay. Uh, You know, like, I don't know. It, It is, it is that aspect where like the Klingons in the monastery are antithetical to the narrative of Klingon that I've, I've, You've been I've, fed. Been, I've been fed these lies that I've been fed the lies. This is why yeah. they should really, I mean, I don't know, Paul, you, you're not into the Klingons, So I don't know if you can get in, but it's like, you know, they could just like, let us write the Klingon version of the Sopranos and, you know, it would be really cool. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's because I'm not into Klingons that I it would be helpful. Yeah. That's right. Like, you know, like, Oh, uh, like Mariah go like more blood, more blood wine. And I go like, you know what? Let's pull it back. Like, like you know, too much blood wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yes. I was I was going through my notes to see if there's any other like things I wrote down that were just like amazing. Um. I wrote down that I love when Giorgio uh treats Leland like he's the little boy that he is. Um. I think I wrote down episode six and one are probably my faves of this set. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mostly because we get introduced to Reno in that first episode. And yeah, that's it. Bearded Spock, Leland is sus. Talos four. Here we go. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Like you know, uh, it, I I I find it very enriching to watch it again because i only watched season two mm-hmm. once what was right. through. and so looking at it with a certain context now i go like oh i think for me discovery was ahead of its time mm. uh and it took me a, a second to catch up yeah yeah you know, so and you know and, and this with all due love and stuff like that you know it's just like oh you know i i couldn't see what they were doing because it was such a departure from what star trek was to me but like as yeah. as other stuff came in you know like you, you could see like oh you know the, like like picard or um lower decks lower, prodigy less lower decks less prodigy but like picard and even strange new worlds you could see mm-hmm. like oh strange new worlds although it is quote unquote my trek you know you could see its predecessor, it, this discovery yeah. as its predecessor. So, and, and I go like, oh, yeah. It, I mean, it, I, th- I, I think you know we wouldn't have the rest of this track without discovery, and I think um, it it has to be success. It is successful in it being a true modern Trek yeah. TV show, mm-hmm. and right. and I think there's a lot of things that I I love about it, and um, you know, I think once it got solid footing, I think actually. You know what? I'll, I'll I'll be bold and say I think what this says to me is that Michelle Paradise is a great showrunner because once she came in, I think the show got better. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I've never had a season that I go like this is my season. I hope mm. season five is that. Yeah. Uh, but like you know, but when and, and I thought season four might be it for a while, but then you know, space whales. I was like, yeah, I love space whales. You can't take that away from me. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Space whales. Okay. Oh, the space whales. Uh, anything else to add, Paul? 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I think I've, I've said enough. I think Chupi hates me now. I'm I'm sorry, Chupi. <laughs> I think we can be friends. I, I hope we can be friends. I think uh, we'll, I think we'll make it after all. Like I that I don't know, but like you know, it, uh, but if if there can be a place for a Terran Empress in like you know in the mirror universe in the future, there's a place for what you know what there isn't. She dies. She'll die there. So maybe maybe. <laughs> you'll be fine you'll get your own spinoff that's how this works Uh, there we go there we go looking for my own spinoff welcome to the the shuttlecraft uh like podcast (laughs) here um we will be back next week talking about the second half of season two as we prepare for our final season coming in april uh you can subscribe rate and review on apple and on spotify uh leave us a review let us know what you've been thinking about these rewatches have you been rewatching with us what are your thoughts tell us and and thanks carmen for the shout out on spock time yes thank you spock time was a good time join us over on the patreon uh where you can find us at star trek pod.co for links to our patreon also we have merch we sold our first sticker this week paul it was our wonderful peanut hamper mathematically perfect sticker speaking of which before i go did we did anyone ever make the correlation that control is just the 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 predecessor to peanut hamper oh yeah that's true no 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 one no one uh, no one put that together no one said it out loud everyone <laughs> the knew control it. to peanut hamper timeline yeah like like no one you know like it's like uh yeah so there you go maybe our next shirt is control is just junior peanut hamper <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let us know what you want in your next t-shirt and stick arounds. Um, you can find us on Instagram and on X at Star Trek Pod. Thank you, Karen, for helping us run the X slash Twitter, whatever we're calling it. Uh, we will see you all next time, y'all. Live long and prosper. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you to Dr. for buying the peanut hamper sticker. Bye-bye. Bye everyone. <laughs>